0: Welcome to the Conditional Release Program, a podcast that delves into the netherworld of cults, crims and con artists. We don't like these people in the shows. We believe the best way to expose them is to hold them up to a harsh light, point our index fingers in their general direction and mock them mercilessly. Take them down a peg or two until they cease to exist in any other form than the shit on our shoes. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes.
1: And I'm Joe Hill, and today on the Conditioner Release Program, we'll ponder the Greek alphabet and ask if 24 letters is going to be quiet enough for this pandemic.
0: Mm, and we'll ask the hard questions on why not one, but two letters of said Greek alphabet have been jumped before landing on the 15th. Omicron, mm. what's wrong with new? Pronounced knee, as in the Knights of Knee, which nee. would have been tremendous. Just quietly, nee. just everyone going around going, me, knee,
1: knee. Nee. And getting sick as a result, it actually plays out.
0: Oh, Z. That was the uh, fourteenth letter. Would it have angered a certain general secretary of a certain communist party already likened to a certain cuddly Disney character? Uh, I think we should name names, Jack. We will name names. But we won't now because there's no time. No time for names. No time to discuss the intricacies of viral nomenclature. But we will later. And we'll have all your condition and release program favourites. The Week in Pete Evans. Always huge. Huge. Which black pill fuckwit said that? And Joel will be mocking the dead in famous last words. Well, we should have got vaccinated, Herman. Yeah, Fuck it hell. Not my fault. And speaking of names, it's a big shout out to our new patrons, extra special lovers of the program, if not hideously fixated on us, stalking us, tracking us down, following their every move until. One day they snap and it all ends in hail or gunfire. Yeah, that's right. It's a big thanks to Captain Fantastic. Leoni, Lloyd, and Yakov, who's a lifer.
1: Thanks, buddy. Joining
0: up over the past week. Thanks very much, all you, of mate. you guys.
1: Well, we can't name the names; that must be named, including yeah, a Disney teddy that could easily be cast as a Bond villain, intent on global conquest through an enslaved population, propping up a campaign of economic imperialism, aided by sketchy currency manipulation. But we can't do that now because we've got to keep moving. Yeah, got to keep moving. It's been a Pete Evans kind of week. By that, I mean fucking huge. huge. So let's get the ball rolling on another huge week on the fringes with the Conditioner Release Program's weekly news.
0: the technical advisory group on SARS-CoV-2 virus evolution, reporting to the World Health Organization, formally announced Omicron as a variant of concern on Saturday, 27 November, year of our Lord,
1: 2021. Possibly the most annoying thing about Omicron is that it happens to be an anagram of moronic. (laughs) Anti-vaxxers absolutely love anagrams. They find hidden meaning in absolutely everything. The symbolism will be their downfall, blah, blah, fucking blah. The meme I saw this on said that they are laughing at us again. Just so you know, whenever they say they, they yeah. are totally referring to the Jews. Anyway, mm, keep going.
0: Yeah, well, the first thing to say it shouldn't matter, but these things have a way of rapidly escalating into prejudice, just mm-hmm. like you've just pointed out there, Joe. Mm-hmm. Is that the variant did not begin in South Africa, and no one is quite sure where it where it has come from, but it has been found, according to reports, in places far away as or far apart as Belgium and New Zealand, which may or may not be correct. I Who fucking know. knows? I haven't heard the New Zealand one confirmed, and mm-hmm. uh, there are reports, of course, uh, of uh, of uh, Omicron appearing in Sydney. Ugh. Uh, It was South Africa's highly qualified and experienced people in epidemiology who first isolated the virus and measured its infectiousness across its population. South Africa has a long history in dealing with pandemics, including AIDS and Ebola. They're up to speed in this stuff as well as any country in the world is.
1: Yeah, I think it's incredibly important to say this because people see this as some sort of developing country making some sort of fuck up. The real fuck up is if they don't detect the variant. Mm. The South Africans have their issues, you know, socioeconomic, political. There's all sorts of Of shit going on there. No. But their germ trackers are world class, and they did a bloody good job of isolating this. We should not be shitting on them for it.
0: Yeah, look here's what the World Health Organization had to say: the B one one five two nine variant was first reported to the World Health Organization from South Africa on uh, twenty four November twenty twenty one. The epidemiological situation in South Africa has been characterised by three distinct peaks in reported cases the latest of which was predominantly the delta variant in recent weeks infections have increased steeply coinciding with the detection of b11529 variant the first known confirmed b11529 infection in south africa was from a specimen collected on the 9th of november 2021 here we are 19 days later this variant who says, has a large number of mutations, some of which are concerning. Preliminary evidence suggests an increased risk of reinfection with this variant mm. as compared to other VOCs, other viruses of concern. So is it time to get down to the supermarket and start hoarding canned chicken? Yes. Now, word of the wise, you'll have to push Joel out of the way first because he loves canned chicken. And the sound of the glop. As the fatty carcass slides out of the tin is Pavlovian to him. He starts salivating and growling. And really, I recommend you keep your hands and feet away from his mouth at that
1: point. No, I have to defend canned chicken at this point. Not the canned chicken that comes as a whole no, body no, chicken. That's disgusting. Oh, that's this just... is world-class shredded breast chicken, and the peri-peri version is absolutely delicious. Apparently, it's basically replaced cigarettes as currency in prison. They all, like, <laughs> love canned chicken. But I'm just going to say, don't knock it until you've tried it. It's good shit. Yeah,
0: and you can put it in the sock and belt someone senseless with it as well, Joe. <laughs> yeah,
1: true that. Uh, <laughs> but look, maybe that's not a good
0: example. i put it another way is it time to paraphrase in kent brockman without knowing precisely what the danger is would you say it's time for our listeners to crack each other's heads open and feast on the goo inside listeners the answer is unequivocally yes but that's only because feasting on brain goo is one of my favourite things.
1: It actually tastes a lot like canned chicken, and the packaging is eerily similar. You have to crack it open and get to the, the contents. Now, the
0: reality with Omicron is we don't know enough about it to make any steep course just yet. The South African scenario shows it is likely to be more infectious than Delta, but it is worth noting the South African population has only 28% of its total population fully vaxxed.
1: I'm just going to say right now, I haven't actually met a COVID variant that I've liked, so I'm not <laughs> expecting much from this one. So far, none from however many. Yeah, Just yeah. strike rates low.
0: They're not terribly nice. And no. uh, vaccines may well be less effective to Omicron as we found with Delta. We simply don't know yet how less effective the various available vaccines will be to it. There's some anecdotal evidence suggesting that those who have become infected were vaccinated along with mm. the unvaccinated. But let's wait on clinical data before cracking one another's skulls open and goof feasting. Just listen. yes. Yeah, just because Joe and I really really like that goo feasting. Oh, fuck it. The point is, and we can safely assume will remain, that with this new strain, as with Delta and the others before it, the best form of protection is vaccination. Did you hear that, Plague Rats? Your truculent trypanophobia is not only putting your own worthless lives at risk, but those of your friends, not that you have any outside of the movement anymore, your (laughs) families and your communities. If there is a lesson here, it is... Never to get in the way of Joel in the canned chicken aisle at the yeah. supermarket. I guarantee you that he's far more dangerous than Omicron.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. The Woolworths peri peri flavor is actually really hard to find right now. I've been to a few different supermarkets and it's just the sweet chili trash. You, the other ones like are just that. not even, they're not even good. They smell like rotten eggs.
0: You like, you like that whole chicken in a can. Don't get between I've me it. and Peri
1: Peri. I'll see your pantry. I will eat that if the fucking apocalypse comes, but I will definitely be stuck up from Peri Peri if I can. If you get in the <laughs> way of me, I will take you out. And it's been a fuck of a time in the Northern Territory with the anti-vaxxers making a bad situation worse by invading it with disinformation and very, very misguided offers for help. Or I'll just get in the car and come to the Northern Territory and <laughs> you can all just be helped by me being there and yeah. telling you how vaccines are poison. Yeah, they're going to help people.
0: Fuck yeah, look. Off. Wild stories of First Australians being restrained, held down and vaccinated with some shuffled off into detention have been promoted by elements of Australia's freedom movement (laughs) since the communities of Greater Catherine and Robinson River in the Northern Territory went into lockdown a fortnight ago. The Northern Territory and federal governments were, according to a spokesman from the original Sovereign Tribal Federation.
1: Not good. Not good.
0: Quote, forcing a genocidal bioweapon onto us. Mm -hmm. In in that Facebook video, the group circulated misinformation that the NT government was using foreign soldiers, foreign police, as well as local troops and local, local cops, in acts of coercion.
1: Yeah, on Facebook, Auntie June Mills from Larrakia Country was made homeless actually by the NT government for refusing the jab and she was kicked out of her social housing, which is kind of bullshit, let's face yeah, it. But let's, it let's is a bit conversation rough. another day. But yep. she came out with a scathing attack on the government based on that type of hearsay and disinformation that I guess we're about to discuss. Yeah. In, in a moment. She made a very earnest retraction stating that she would received word from a libel source that what she'd heard was actually not true and that ADF were helping, handing out aid and that it was nothing like it was being reported by the usual liars and grifters. Mm. She's quite killed and she's deep in the movement. So you can see where she got this information from. You can see it all over her Facebook wall. But yeah. despite that, her initial video is spread like wildfire and her retraction, eh, not so much. She's homeless for refusing the vaccine. She's living in a fucking car, but she's got a GoFundMe page up. 570 bucks. Oh god. That shows you all these guys who've bought Aboriginal flags to take to protest, they've made their profile pictures on Facebook Aboriginal flags. Oh, we're just, we're in solidarity. 570, Monica 570 gets, bucks. Monica got 300 grand in like 4 days and Auntie June gets 570. That tells you all you need to know about how much they actually give a buck about black people in Australia. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, there you go. In Sydney and Melbourne, elements of the Freedom Movement including rally organisers, promoted the lies which have led to great distress and anxiety in Indigenous communities in the top end. Now, the original Sovereign Tribal Federation, we've touched on these guys uh, in yeah, previous
1: episodes. They scam me a bit.
0: They do a bit. It's uh, an Indigenous SovSit group linked to former One Nation Senator Rodney Cullerton and his mm-hmm. SovSit political party, the Great Australia Party. They're actually in some form of losing Coalition
1: Yeah, it's an interesting thing. And Pete Evans kept on saying tribal people because he's just so fucking inept because <laughs> he got pilled by the OSTF because he's like, oh, my God, I think this oh gives me God, lefty yeah, points. Yeah. And it just came out so badly. They're involved in Nightcap, Mick McMurtry. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Honestly, one day I'll make an episode. I'll just get legal advice first It's they it's, are it's a really delicate,
0: It's a really delicate situation. But look, Canadian-based Rebel News followed up Ugh. on this, describing the 38 Indigenous Australians at the time taken to the quarantine facility at Howard Springs as having been rounded up by the yeah. ADF. Yeah. Well, that sort of language is not very helpful. That was uh, the byline on that piece, the, the first piece that was written. That was her name, what's her name? Ellie Melly Marshall, whatever. Her uh, name yeah, is.
1: Alexander Marshall, that yeah, parasite.
0: So that was really over the top. And there was a subsequent report with no byline, which I presume came from Arvi, which was a lot more tempered because, mm. as I'll go on to explain, a number of Indigenous uh, uh, leaders in, in the NT jumped up and down and started telling these people to piss off and
1: take their stupid
0: grifts away. Yeah. Yeah, there was one more added on Thursday to the quarantine list. I think there's 39... Now at uh, at Howard Springs, they've all tested positive to COVID nineteen. Yeah, you know the report went on. Uh, this is the Rebel News report went on removing Indigenous people from their homes into an sick government operated facility mm-hmm. into an government
1: operated facility. Not a journalist, Ellie Malley. Not a journalist. Oh, no, that's Ellie. Not a no, not yeah, a journalist it has either. Been, <laughs> has
0: been branded as both disturbing and a violation of human rights. She yeah. wrote branded by whom? You know, well, branded by Rebel News, of course.
1: Yeah, you branded it.
0: No, I did the branding. Yeah. It's like
1: saying sources say... You're the source.
0: And this is the first dedicated... House Springs is the first dedicated quarantine centre created by the Commonwealth with a lofty name, the Centre for National
1: Resilience. Oh, that's pretty new-speaky.
0: The Centre for National Resilience. I better say that again because there are others. There's uh, two in Queensland coming, one in Melbourne, uh, and they're also centres for national resilience. Uh, But uh, this is our first. It can quarantine up to 850 people in comfort. Each cabin has air conditioning, toilet and bathroom facilities. There's fresh food. Meals prepared and delivered to rooms, high-speed internet uh, at yep. no charge, and Netflix and you know one or, one or two other creature comforts. And, and and many of Australia's Olympians were quarantined, quarantined at Howard Springs. The misinformation is still out there, but fortunately, community leaders have largely stomped on it. Enter Alice Springs' deputy mayor and contributor to the Australian, Jacinda Napina Price, and she said, People are being treated with respect and nobody is being held down and forced to be given the COVID-19 vaccination. Nobody is being forced against their will. She said that in a a video on her Facebook page. She went on to say, I have seen absurd allegations about this, uh, about a land grab and genocide. This is completely and utterly untrue likening it to stolen generations is an insult.
1: Yes, it is. But like they give a fuck, everything's apartheid, everything's the Holocaust, everything's stolen generations, these people, they just hijack historical horrors and call them their own. Just, they're the worst. Yes,
0: well, as I say, we saw saw Ellie Mellie's report and then the subsequent report in Rebel News was quite, Uh, shall we say, a little bit guarded about its claims.
1: Let's face it, Uh, Alexandra Marshall is not a fucking Black Lives Matter movement leader. She is someone who could not give a fuck about these people until it becomes something that gets her clicks.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. And of course, once Jacinda Price ended... Ended into the uh, fray, uh, I think there was a lot of evidence that some of even the extreme right media
1: reports had sort of backed off a bit. Yeah, once one of their own went into bat, they just went, oh, okay.
0: But the most powerful voice was Indigenous health worker Luke Ellis, who had tested positive for COVID-19 and was one of those who had been rounded up, according to our and dispatched to Howard Springs, He tweeted a long thread from within the facility that in part read, the camp is not used to drag away black mob. In fact, this camp has been used for months and has had hundreds of non-Indigenous people come through it in the exact same process for months. Indigenous people have been lucky so far in terms of COVID, but our mm-hmm. luck ran out. I was part of the health team, he said, that did vaccination drives at Rockhole in Binjari, and that's in the Greater Catherine area. I've walked to every house in Rock Isle fighting camp dogs along the way to talk to talk to people about the vaccine. In the past, people have been hesitant about getting it. People have been hesitant because of misinformation. Hello. Mm -hmm. But in all my time doing vaccines in the community, not a single person was forced to have it. We respected people's wishes to decline, even though we knew that this could potentially bring disaster. And what we have found, though, is that people who declined in the past often want the vaccine once they discover COVID is in their community. We have had an increase in vax rates amongst all people in the community during post-lockdowns. Once COVID becomes real and tangible, it changes people's perceptions of the vaccine. Not everything is perfect, he went on to say. There are legit issues and causes for concerns about the way things are unfolding, but they are being drowned out by the crazies Mm -hmm. who are using this situation to fuel their own agenda. He went on to say, my grandmother was stolen generation to compare what i'm going through he was sitting in his room watching netflix when he when he tweeted this up to compare what i'm going through in this camp to what she and her generation went through is disgusting yes it is Night Democracy Australia, hello, shared mm-hmm. the SovSit video. It was viewed thousands of times, trying to figure out how many, but there were just on a 1,000 responses.
1: Oh, it's everywhere, though. It's on Rumble. It's on all the usual places now. Yeah,
0: but RDA put it up there and said it on behalf of NT News, which uh, the News Corp, a masthead, the NT News would not be terribly pleased about. It's well, that's the real can, NT News. Yeah, that's real, the real NT, NT
1: News. is a. I know, but yeah, it's,
0: it's like <laughs> the real a, NT News yeah, might, might want to have a look at that and say, can you take that down?
1: Absolutely.
0: Oh, you know, well, we can see you in court. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, but some commenters, and this is the interesting thing, because, you know, some commenters came in and, and linked to to uh, Price's video and others linked to Ellis' Twitter thread. But it didn't matter, you know, (laughs) because uh, 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 every other commenter just ignored the warnings, watched the Sovsit video and accepted it as fact. And RDA's leader, Monica Smith, told Fairfax Media on Thursday, quote, if there is misinformation out there, it's because the government and mainstream media, them again, uh, fail to report on stories that are sent to them. So the people are left to their own devices to find truth. Mm. That's her explanation. No, Monica, if there is misinformation out there, it is at least in part because your organisation has helped Spread it. Absolutely. Only months ago, in the absence of COVID-19 vaccines, the protests were about fake pandemics, 5G spectrum bands, and around the clocks of electronic surveillance from Bill Gates. Some remain steadfast that this is still the case. Mm-hmm. But whatever this movement is about now, kill the bill, vaccine mandates, messenger RNA vaccines generally, organisers can hardly report or spread the real problem with the outbreak in the NT and that its real threat lies in trying to control an infectious and deadly disease in overcrowded and poor housing. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. And that would be to concede. If they conceded, oh, look, there's actually an infectious disease and the only way to intervene in this is to quarantine those infected, vaccinate the rest, yeah, that that would be to concede what can't be conceded without yep. losing a great many followers and money and raising a great many questions to others. Lots of questions. It would amount to an admission that COVID-19 is real yep. and that the only accepted method of controlling outbreaks is to quarantine those who are infectious and vaccinate populations as quickly as possible. It's much easier, though, not to mention profitable, to spread misinformation no matter the consequences, Joel. Yep,
1: absolutely. Meanwhile,
0: Joel, in Dallas, the QAnon cult that we identified there sitting and waiting for the arrival, the return of JFK and JFK Jr. It's really got to a very, very crazy extent there and I want to thank my mate Sil uh, for sending this on.
1: So Vice News is led with a disturbing story with this offshoot of the QAnon cult, This sort of Q adjacent, who are camped out in Dallas and veering crazily into an absolute death cult. Yeah, we'll Put a link up to the piece on the ship posting page, it's yeah, really well, good, this covers a lot of it but there's still, the we really left some out for brevity. The condition Release program brought on this lunacy a couple of weeks ago and many others have as well, when this Q adjacent group, and this is why I'm saying Q adjacent Because it must be noted that Q actually said that JFK stuff is bullshit. But this group is assembled along this path where JFK was assassinated, and it's been predicted that either JFK or son JFK Jr. both really, really dead would reanimate in front of the tin foil hat wearing throng and smite all the deep state pedophiles or something along those lines. For starters, why would he come back to where he got shot? It seems yeah. like really like a Last triggering place. place. Last, Last place, should place he's have gone. gonna go. Yeah. It's like yeah. Jesus coming back and being like, "That's where the bad thing happened." Why are you wearing crosses? They upset me. That, that was such a bad time in my life. But otherwise, what's the actual end game? JFK Jr. comes back. He's like Trump's vice president or something. Something. He, what, implements deep tax cuts for the rich and <laughs> bans abortion? Like, what are you actually going for here? Once it, you, It's not clear, is it? Yeah. It's like a dog chasing a car. When you catch it, what are you going to do with it? It's a car. You're a dog. You can't eat it. You're just going to stand there and be proud of yourself. I, I yeah, don't understand. The I think logic. you're making
0: the mistake of uh, <coughs> of, 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 of asking why a, why a death cult makes it, it makes any sense. You know, crucial mistake, that, crucial, that's crucial mistake. The problem,
1: yeah. So this vice report, which featured an interview with the sister of one of these cultists, is very troubling. It's quite sad, really. This has absolutely become a death cult and the grifter in charge shows no sign of backing down despite repeated disappointments I mean, he just shifts the goalposts and people just go along with it which is that sort of true cult behaviour. It oh is. it's next week okay well I guess I've got time because I've destroyed my life so yeah I've got plenty of time. Yeah. Katie Garner detailed how her sister fell into the cult and just how dangerous it is now this is a quote, we were both cheerleaders in school, made pretty good grades and we just loved to hang out with friends and each other no one has a perfect childhood but we had each each other oh we knew that and that's what made us so close we even have matching tattoos to remind each other of that that's what she told vice news so they both became nurses and garner's sister married a doctor and had three children perfect life then around the time of the 2020 presidential election garner's sister started looking at some of the conspiracy theories swirling around Mm. online about how former president donald trump lost the election and you know like it was all rigged and blah 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 and then Mm. she got led to those sort of QAnon circles and all just you know usual trash this is another quote it took her th- about three months to become totally obsessed that's all she would talk about you would call her and somehow the conversation would turn into how we live in a world with reptilians and how the clintons are evil baby eaters <laughs> that's that follows the narrative
0: that's not that's yeah that is a normal q and A conversation
1: that's pretty standard that's pretty sad look personally i like talking about that but look that's <laughs> just my weekends um yeah, then she found to be fair my 15 year old self would have been like yeah well, we do live with reptilians and the clintons do eat babies what do you talking about I was so no, filled so, but that doesn't make him evil no 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 well look you do what you gotta do I like canned chicken They like eating babies it's fine so then she found Michael Brian Protsman known to his followers as Negative 48 who is the leader of this sort of Q adjacent offshoot that's been camping out in Dallas for the past few weeks awaiting the return of you know John F. Kennedy and Whoa, John F. Kennedy Jr. Or both. Or both. I mean, you know, two for the price of one. Mm. Garner's sister left her family behind and drove to Dallas about a month ago and has cut off almost all communication with her family, which is pretty There's your cult behavior.
0: There's Absolutely. more cult-like behavior there. Mm.
1: torching bridges because you've only yeah. got one one thing in your head, which is it's just to go family. to the cult. Mm. So according to Garner, her sister has so far handed over about $200,000 to the group. It'd be like, you know, donations and merch sales. Yeah, and don- of course-
0: Donations. Mm. Straight out donations. She's She's
1: been forced to drink this Hydrogen peroxide solution which we Miracle mineral solution and taking Bio pellets whatever the fuck that is to ward off COVID-19 and you know stay healthy, whatever that even means. Ghana also claims that her phone calls and messages are being monitored. I don't know who they're being monitored by. This is just what Vice was reporting. But it sounds like that kind of cultish control. And she believes her sister is just never going to return, which is just crazy. This is another quote. She left her children for this and doesn't even care. She's missing birthdays and holidays for this. She truly believes this is all real and that we are the crazy ones for trying to get her to come home, but she won't. I don't believe she will ever come back from this and we are in morning i mean she's speaking about her sister like she's dead which is just so fucking awful awful so garner's sister was one of the hundreds of people who initially traveled to dallas to see the jfk reappearance on november the second and there were quite a few of them Mm. you know having a bit of a weird street party but when that didn't happen did goalpost shifted again and protzman convinced dozens of people that if they kept waiting something will happen so a few went home but a lot of them stayed Based on this idea that there yeah, was something there. in the pipeline. No yeah. doubt there'll be all sorts of bullshit theories to keep things afloat. You know, seeing the dead celebrities like we heard around the time that Robin Williams was being seen and Kobe Bryant was being seen, the dead basketball player. And it just keeps morale up when things don't materialize. People have these Chinese whispers. Hey, did you hear this crazy thing? Oh my God. Yeah, this might be actually happening. No one ever sees anything. It's all just secondhand reports of crazy shit that definitely didn't happen. But Katie says her sister's brief messages to her parents have gone from I'll be home in a few days to... I'm not coming home and my husband can take care of the kids. I'm not leaving until this is over. But that begs the question, is this actually going to end? What Mm. does over mean. So while the group initially (laughs) appeared to be waiting for this reappearance of JFK and JFK Jr., over the weekend the tone of Protzman's comments apparently shifted quite dramatically because he was claiming that he was God's representative on Earth and that's pretty standard sort of crap. He let his guard down a little bit when he took part in a video chat where participants openly spoke about having to experience death in order to learn the truth. Don't say that in public bro. You want to keep that stuff quiet. So ultimately, this is the quote ultimately we have to experience that physical death let go, and come out on the other side. That was one of the participants in the video call. And that's just one of those things that when this conversation comes up, you just know the Kool-Aid's coming out. Here we so go. when contacted yep. by Vice News, Protzman said – Protzman lashed out at the media's coverage of his group, mocked mask wearing, and said <sighs> the media were, quote – Pause for the 1% globalist pimps, which, I mean, it's pretty good. Um, Credit where credit's due. This is clearly a death cult waiting to happen. The Kool-Aid is just on ice. It appears unlikely they'll pack up their bags and go home at some point. When they've reached this collective that maybe they've been taken for a ride. They're probably just going to find that there's another reason to stay there or another dumb cause to chase or another conspiracy to work around. It's a nightmare to get these people back. These cultists are emptying their bank accounts because they genuinely believe the end is nigh. And what's the point of having money if Armageddon's afoot? There's no point in keeping cash. We can't take it with you. This has been such a huge playing card for grifters in all sorts of tinfoil hat circles making everything good versus evil, the final battle. It's that real sense of finality and fear because donations will come hot and fast. Once you introduce either apocalyptic situations or anything that seems to have a sense of urgency and a sense of finality, but that's the thing. Anything is possible when you lie. So of course you could just make shit up and people just freak out because they fucking somehow believe it. Where are your bullshit detectors, people? So the issue here, authorities seem unable or unwilling to intervene and this kind of batshit insanity, unfortunately, is protected by the First Amendment, which grants freedom of speech and religion. They can't get arrested for being in a cult because America was fucking built on cults It's constitutionally protected behavior. So unless they do something explicitly criminal, the cops just have to sit back and watch this show to shit. Right. This is the kind of freedom these fuckheads in Australia are fighting for. We don't want that freedom. Well, I- you shouldn't have this much freedom. This is what happens when people have... Well, <laughs> I, could, I, I
0: could explain to you how, in fact, a, a, similar, a similar response would be made here. Um, you know, that, that basically they would have their religion and, and a right to express themselves and the, the High Court has basically endorsed this. I mean, a, a religious group or a cult like Scientology uh, was deemed to be a religion uh, and therefore uh, that state taxes that have been applied yeah. by the state of Victoria uh, had to be waived. There's uh, some
1: parameters you've got to fill out. You've got to, you know, you've got to, uh you know, there's a few boxes you've got to tick according to a few precedents. But, yeah, I mean, realistically, it's not, that the bar is not very high to be a religion like you say with Scientology it's a cult
0: the bar essentially is if you think act and and believe that you're a religion then pretty much you are one in an Australia yeah anyway yeah, that,
1: that, that's about right yeah
0: these people several hundred of them are thought to be too far down the rabbit hole to be saved or perhaps it's a matter of money and resources to deprogram program and that's the thing It just costs tens of thousands of dollars to deprogram an individual you know, And that fucking grifter, Protzman, needs a one-way ticket to a Texan maximum security jail. None of this is going to happen, though. And if the end really is nigh, it is for Protzman's followers. It's, it's a good. terrible story. and We just hope it doesn't go the way it appears to be going. It yeah. really does look like death cult stuff. It's As bad. I said many, many times, sooner or later, all cults become death cults. And this offshoot of QAnon is already there. Yeah. If it goes pear-shaped, I want every fucking Q grifter exposed for the grave harm they have done.
1: Yeah, they've got to pay somehow. We'll watch this closely. We'll keep an eye on it. Sad to say, that seems to be pretty much anyone can do until the shit just hits the fan and it just explodes. Sorts itself out. Fuck just up. Ca- just classic copy over. Just it's classic, classic copy I'll do anything for you. Money. Just tell me what you want me
0: and today's condition release program is proudly brought to you by the Sinaloa Cartel, Mexico's finest cartel. El Chapo Guzman may be banged away at a US federal prison, but the Sinaloa Cartel lives on a global giant in shipping and logistics, bringing the necessities of life from the marketplace right to your front door. Good shit. Got hooked on oxycodone because big pharma was knocking it out like aspirin? Don't doctor shop and spend your time in waiting rooms to pick up 12 subscriptions for a drug you can't even melt down for intravenous injection anymore boring try Sinaloa heroin it's cheaper faster acting with every granule Handled sensitively by naked Mexican virgins who work out of clinically controlled caves deep in the jungles of the Sinaloa province.
1: A lot of that's kind of true.
0: <laughs> si pueden tener tanta heroína como quieren, amigos. Ay. Your heroin is ready, muchachos. Ay. Hey. casa es su casa.
1: My heroin cracked in a su heroin cracked in Hombre. <laughs> Remember, listeners, it has
0: to be the Sinaloa cartel when your heroin
1: absolutely. Positively has to be there. Also, if you buy it from someone else, they'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we get. To that. I think one of the first things it says within the Constitution is all laws within all within.
0: And with the dulcet tones of the great Thanos Panaites, the walking brain of the freedom movement, ringing in our ears it means it's time for which black pill fuckwitch said that. And if you're unsuccessful in today's which black pill fuckwitch said that Joe, you'll be richly murdered by the Sinaloa cartel Uh. with several bits of you hacked off and placed into orifices, crevices and little nooks of your body where they normally don't go. That's the way the Sinaloa cartel likes it, Joel. Not just a death, but a death with a meaning that really makes you think. Mainly thinking about what a fool you've been and how the Sinaloa boys are really nice and maybe you shouldn't have said terrible things about them.
1: Yes. No, I won't. I don't plan to. Are you ready, Joe? No, absolutely not. I've seen, like, just <laughs> film and television on this. It's, anyway. Let's just yeah, well,
0: there's lots of, lots of, there's lots of you to be chopped off. Ah. Uh, there's lots of you available to be chopped off. So, I'm yeah.
1: going to be turned into canned chicken. I hope it's poo-poo right. Here's
0: our first quote. Say no to military taking over Indigenous people in the Northern Territory. It's absolutely disgraceful, disappointing... <laughs> And inappropriate. It's disappointing. Disappointing and inappropriate. The troops need to stand down. Mm-hmm. Now, who said that? Was it Putin's man in Oz, owner of the rudest melon in Australia? I've oh, never he's seen judged. one ruder. Oh, it's a beauty.
1: The Aussie Cossack, Simeon Boykov. He has. You can see he's clearly got like a strong hairline, but he still shaves his head bald. What a fucking ingrate. <laughs> Do you want to swap hair, you asshole? <laughs>
0: Or was it President for Life? Well, not his life, but definitely yours. (laughs) General Secretary of the Chinese Politburo. Cuddly Xi Jinping.
1: Yeah, Winnie the Pooh Bear, Winnie the Pooh Bear.
0: Or was it Australia's favourite sov-sit? Is he having a party or is he kicking back at his place having a quiet one on a Saturday night? Crusher of Cockery and Creditors, Rod Cullerton.
1: <laughs> I love your Rod Cullerton intro. <laughs> or was
0: it Ernie Dingo?
1: Yeah, I like the fact you didn't cover the king on that one. You're like, Ernie Dingo, I'm going to throw you in there, but I'm not going to give you any shit. Um, I'm going to go with Boycott. Yay! Yeah! Oh, excellent work. I got that because he loves saying things like "disgraceful." He's got a real thing about that. These are the Disappo- sort of things like yeah, disappointing, "disappointed," "inappropriate,"
0: "disappointed." Yeah, that's inappropriate. And of course, we Whatever. threw Ernie Dingo in there because Ernie was uh, talking truth uh, about uh, the situation in the NT yep. and got absolutely well. He didn't harass. Yeah, he just got harassed, and Death he was threats. actually called a racist. He was actually called a racist. <laughs> By the pilled units uh, you know, on social media, he called them
1: fucktards, and then good left. us annoyed Ernie. by the use of tard, but he just went, "You know what? They are fucktards." Fuck yeah, you. yeah I know. <laughs> not interested in yeah. your bullshit. <laughs> he, said,
0: he said, "Big fuck you to them." And,
1: I'm just, and I'm Ernie Dingo. You, Ernie. Don't, don't you fuck with me. I'm like, and I must say, look, fucktard is not exactly my favorite expression. It's kind of ableist, but at the same time, I just defer to Ernie Dingo because it's Ernie Dingo. I can't, yes. I can't go at the king. I just, yeah. there's no way. You yeah. like fucktard? I like fucktard. He did, fucktard good, work. He did
0: good work during this yeah. week. All right, Well that's very good. I've, I can see your Nikes uh, hanging off the power lines there. We might have to <laughs> take them down because that's another sign. Anyway, here's question two: the human race through its continuing advancement in the pursuit of greater opportunity sets forth an intergenerational establishment of common principles to be preserved for the benefit of all that descend from
1: us. Wow, okay. Was
0: that? Has she been deplatformed on Facebook seeing
1: her hold
0: alive to 17 people on Friday night? Yeah, that was made cry? Sad. It was so sad. Owner of great hair. But aren't you a little old to play Lady Godiva, Monica Smith?
1: Let's face it. They totally fucking deleted their own Facebook pages so they can rise to- from the reckon? ashes later oh uh, it just stinks of that it stinks of Astro yeah Astero. but
0: I still see that 17 people live on phone that a yeah real low moment
1: they're gonna want to get Monica. that Facebook crowd back so was it Monica Smith the
0: lady good diver of the freedom movement or was it freedom fighter except for all those slaves he owned yeah. polymath and lifelong lover of brown sugar Thomas Jefferson <laughs> okay was it uh, maybe the Jewish question is what to order online from Glicks cakes and bagels in Balaclava Harrison McLean or was Pop your John Hancock on this, but not too big. Remember to leave space so other so the other 55 blokes can scribble down their own autographs. I oh, fuck, that. that's too big. Great signatory, <laughs> gigantic signatory to the American Declaration of Independence, John Hancock. It really, really take, is. Really did take up a lot of space there. Mate. What a fucking idiot.
1: Um, well, okay. Okay. Honestly, your ridiculous bloody Jefferson and Hancock seem like the ones it's probably gonna be. All
0: oh, I'll tell you is by the way of hint, that it does have a bit of the uh, Declaration of Independence about
1: it. It does. It stinks Except
0: it's been it's been you know, it's been tweaked a
1: little. Okay. All right. I reckon I'm just gonna go full gamble, full Nazi, Harrison McLean.
0: Yeah! Well done. And look, there might have been another little indicator where he says the human race. Ooh. Race? Ooh. The human race? Why not just say humanity there? You know I mean? Hey, well, there's, there were easy ways to express yourself there. But, he, yeah, he's looking through that prism, isn't he? And yep. all he can see is race. Yep, he
1: certainly can. They, because, with uh, the uh, he doesn't get down three branches.
0: Bet she's not one of uh, Glick's cakes and bagels in Balaclava, best customer. I'll tell you that right yeah, now.
1: Yeah, I can imagine. Who do wonderful work, by the way. Wonderful. imagine, yeah. Three princes all over. Oh, there's a
0: whole, there's a whole lot of glicks throughout uh, Melbourne and Sydney, uh, yeah. and they do wunderbar work. Ah. All right, so you're looking fantastic. I'll just go and get my daughter to go and fish those runners off the, uh, off the <laughs> power lines because you're looking pretty safe here. Yeah. And this is question three. The experts... Skipping the Z variant name in the Greek alphabet, so not to offend the country that started
1: this China flu,
0: sums this entire thing up perfectly. It can't be topped.
1: It can be topped. I'm just going to say that there's it so much topped. more. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of shit coming. The topped. future is bright, and this
0: is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> so the experts skipping the Z variant name in the Greek alphabet, so not to offend the country that started this, sums this. thing. Sums this thing entirely up perfectly. It can't be top. Was it subpar intellectual and sometime contributor to the Spectator Australia, the only magazine in circulation with more pages than it has readers? <laughs> Stephen L. Miller. Was it founder of Western philosophy and the world's first moral philosopher? Given Hemlock because he was pushing youth policy a little bit too hard? <laughs> Socrates was it a man prepared to rip the shirt off and get stuck into China right now, start a stink and get that khaki election campaign underway, Peter Dutton? Or was it American paleoconservative? His life on earth can only be measured in geological age, Pat Buchanan.
1: I tell you what, this is a bit of a crapshoot. I'm going to rule out Socrates just casually. Um, (laughs) I'm thinking Stephen Miller. Yeah. Yeah! Oh, yeah. You're
0: saved. The Sinaloa cartel thinks you're terrific. You're just you're back on their customer list now.
1: Under uh, threat of what I would call a creative death is something <laughs> that is a solid motivator.
0: Yeah, yeah, you've done well there. So, in fact, we need to explain this. Of course, why did uh, the uh, the agency linked to the World
1: Health Organization
0: skip two letters and like skip
1: the building levels in some buildings? There's no nine and no thirteen yeah, and shit like that. Past
0: new, which has We uh, and you, which, as we explained. Is knee, but they did that because it could easily be confused with new. So we have a new uh, variant of concern. Mm. And the other one was ZXI was not used because it is a common last name. Which sounds a bit weak to me. So just yeah. quite, I think they might have going to look. Does uh, anyone 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 know the name Z? Is it going to clash with anything? Uh, wait a minute, uh,
1: Jinping <laughs> Jinping. No, never mind. <laughs>
0: so 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 they moved on to uh, Omicron. Number number 15.
1: It's called fucking diplomacy. I don't see the big deal. It's just basic diplomacy. Oh. They wouldn't call it the Trump variant, for Christ's oh, sake.
0: D- Donnie, Donnie Trump Jr. went fucking nuts on this shit. Oh, team. what a cunt. He almost made the grade, and then I thought, I just can't even bear the fucking thought of that human
1: Yeah, race. he's just... Ugh. Is he a member
0: of the human race, do you think, John?
1: Oh, I don't know. Well, I mean, like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> maybe not blonde enough for Harrison. The, the human race. Now we ask
0: listeners to send us an email if they've come across something really, really stupid. Said by black Bill fuckwits. We want your input listeners, if you've recently come across something posted that is so odd, so bizarre that it can only be appreciated by the criminally stupid drop us a line.
1: We'll send you a stubby holder and some, you know, stickers and shit if you make our lives easier and send us a quote we can use on the show.
0: And we remind listeners, the conditional release program stubby holder is the only stubby holder clinically proven to keep drinks cold. And in news that has just come to hand, the conditional release program stubby holder is showing early signs of warding off the dreaded Omicron variant. These are early days. I want to promise anything just too much at the moment, but we're getting some very strong data from Botswana where mm. users of the conditional release program stubby holder have stared down this ugly viral bastard and lived to tell the tale. Good work. It's looking good, but even if it falls flat, we'll still knock it out on a website to wellness fuck knuckles with more money than goddamn seats.
1: Perfect plan. The conditional release program stubby holder, is there anything it can't do? No. I the don't answer think so. is is objectively yes, but that's okay. Never mind. So if you want one without having to pay wellness prices for it, and believe me, they're very expensive. Drop very, us a line expensive. Mark to the attention of Jack Pouch the goddamn yes. thing So I don't see it Because I'm the one Who checks the email I forward it to him If you make an attachment It's even better The conditioner Release Program At gmail.com
0: And in this week's EndyVax Update We start with stats As we always do yes. Almost always
1: Almost always, <laughs> uh, almost always. Sometimes, <laughs> Sometimes we forget Sometimes we
0: forget Yeah <laughs> Yeah, don't worry about it. It's just a fucking pandemic that's going to fucking slaughter us all. And we'll just, you know, forget about the maths, so don't worry about too much. Anyway. We're not going to forget about the maths today. We have not. 54% of the world's population has received at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine. Good. 7.88 billion doses have been administered globally and 28.95 million are now being administered each day. It's actually tremendous, isn't it? You know, that's Mm. extraordinary achievement. I know we've got a long way to go, but... 7.88 7.88 billion doses. Yeah, we're a lot. talking about 20 months after this pandemic arose, without a vaccine available. it's yeah. just astonishing. Anyway, it is crazy. It's the big crazy. problem is, and it's one of the reasons perhaps that we have Omicron on the on the books at the moment, is that only 5.7 of people in low-income countries. Basically, that's defined as the developing world, the old third world sands. Without India, without taking India or China into account, 5.7% of people in those countries have received at least one dose and we need to get cracking on that. Oh, yep. Grandpa Joe had plenty to say about this. Uh, that. About that this week, and it really is an urgent matter for the world. Yeah. Yes. And a little bit of gossip. Uh, we have a little bit of gossip today, Giles. COVID 19 has ravaged the unvaccinated masses who have spent their last few weeks hanging out in the steps of Victoria's Parliament protesting the pandemic response bill. Because they have nothing better to do.
1: Yes, exactly. Just down there taking fucking selfies and making Facebook lives.
0: So they're getting a bit crook jail. Some, some of them are looking a bit ordinary.
1: God, they're so boring. So far, we've seen Matt Lawson, the guy oh, with the chlamydia. Got- Allegedly yeah. chlamydia spreader. Thanos Panayides. Um yeah, I don't know. Cool. Does he get late? I don't know. It doesn't feel like it. Michael Gray Griffith, who's this cafe locked out guy, this clout chaser who's just oh, sort of yes, yes, popped yes. up recently. He's just popped made up, hours yeah, he's of content. Out of nowhere. Jesus, he's tiring. Joel Jamal, eyebrows. Oh, Joel Jamal. Such not, great eyebrows. Send
0: him a muffin basket.
1: And then Layla, uh Layla Melky, who's, you know, mm-hmm. clearly got COVID. Uh Harrison McLean, who's been feeling a bit ill. Um, maybe he's yeah. Just sick of the Jews. <laughs>
0: well, yeah. he, had a, you know, he had a sort of thin film of sweat on him during a live this week and didn't look
1: well on Yeah, it. no, they're all really sick. Autumn Baker's sick. Tammy Jane's apparently sick. And uh, Morgan C. Jonas had to take a day off his uh, little MCG report. The media is lying to you, except for me. I'm your friend. <laughs> they're all looking really, really ill. grey. Grey really around dumb. the gills. Not yeah. a good at all. Fanos posted a video saying he wasn't feeling well. Not COVID though. Of course not. And he won't get know. tested, he won't wear a mask, and he won't isolate. He's just no. going to walk He's around just saying
0: spreading that around
1: like <laughs> just fucking coughing on people <laughs> in the a supermarket. Just fucking human cloud of infection. Just have some decency. I think some of these guys are isolating, but most of them won't be. No. Griffith attended the protests while almost certainly infected with COVID. He is just this annoying new entrant to the movement who makes like just these endless rambling videos. No one has time to watch all this littered with this Bullshit, dramatic language—you know, just lies as well. It just mm. makes shit up. Makes shit it, up, yeah. But it's just usual. He's just another grifting liar looking for clout in the movement. Um, you know, he's a writer and producer. He calls himself, but I just don't think he's had any work for a long time. And now he's just hitching <laughs> his fucking. Work. Chances are, he'll end up being yeah. on this fucking Topher Field documentary. Man, and he's just as crook as Rookwood. Yeah, he's fucking crook. I mean, he is. He's he's chasing Rookwood. So and running running around great great swarms of people. Yeah, good idea. Terrific idea. Yeah, just sharing the love. So Joel Jamal has been really funny. He reckons he's got tonsillitis. Is he isolating? Almost certainly not. Did he get actually tested? No. He got a rapid antigen test, and I 100% don't believe him on that. Layla did that as well. Hers clearly came up positive. She photographed it and everything. She read it as negative, but they just simply do not want to accept the fact they have COVID because it's inconvenient to them. They just don't want to isolate because they don't give a fuck about anyone but themselves but he has lost his sense of taste and smell which is fucking covid he's in severe pain very ambiguous he's had difficulty breathing he can't swallow and that's tonsillitis he reckons he's had tonsillitis before okay i can't argue with that but this one's really bad no oh, look
0: look if he has got tonsillitis and look we can't say we're not doctor's Joel, but but i'd like to i'd like to offer my services so job Jamal, if you want to pop around, I've got some really long scissors and get rid of those fucking tots. I'll have a mouth for you in about
1: five minutes flat, mate. <laughs> what a service. What a service. So, look, Morgan Jonas had to take a note from his report, like I say. He mm. was saying that he was a bit tired and uh, not tired. feeling quite run down, burning the candle at both ends, as they like yeah. to say. yeah. That's what a what bunch is. of bullshit. My yeah. thing is, though, I thought he was vaccinated. I, I, I had him on my list of people that got the jab and are just lying. I don't know. Maybe he's a breakthrough infection. Maybe he is. Maybe he is. That's and he's possible. just absolutely
0: been smashed
1: by, yeah, by the yeah. fact that he's standing
0: amongst what was probably about 60,000, 70,000 people. Most well, let's of them and like,
1: COVID and just don't know or don't care. Breakthrough infections do happen, and I don't think it so, helps if you have a perpetual case of scurvy because you only eat two-minute noodles and smoke get, bongs all day. Get, so, that,
0: man, get that man a
1: lime. Honestly, just put it in his drink. Put, put lime in his bong water. Just, It'll help. Just
0: squeeze it into his
1: eyes. Do him a favor. Matt Lawson, of course, is the absolute oh. standout of this the chlamydia koala of the movement. Very who, funny. He's just not a healthy guy. He's no. never looked healthy, but he's no. never looked sicker. Or oh, he
0: looks awful.
1: He does not look good. So he claimed on a video that it was suspicious that everyone at Parliament got sick. Yeah, no me. shit. Like You might not believe in germ theory, but germs <laughs> actually don't care that you don't believe in germ theory. <laughs> so it's not the simplest explanation that a bunch of unvaccinated gumboots gave each other the plague. No. It has to be something cooked up by their fucking fancil imagination. he went with. Yep. So apparently it was sprayed on them by the government. And not only that, but COVID seems to apparently have really knocked him around because he forgot to lie, claiming that when they sprayed Parliament, the police would not get this COVID spray due to the fact they're wearing masks. He openly said that. What, what, what masks work now? Mask work. Oh, thanks, Matt. Thanks for letting us know that Masks prevent disease transmission. Massive mistake on his part. It yeah. really well, like we've been saying phrases, They don't believe their own bullshit. Half of them are probably fucking vaccinated. Let's face it. They also said there was a weird taste in the air. That's a COVID symptom. He said there was a weird taste in the sky. Well, yes, a weird taste. That is right. That is the quote. A weird taste in the sky. What the fuck does that mean? So, Matt, Matt, brother, I'm just going to speak to you straight Mate. here. Go and get a PCR test. That taste is COVID, and you have COVID, and that's fine. But can you please just isolate? Can you not make people sick? That's all I'm asking. Just don't go down to the aged oh, care facility I with your think, fucking vaccine exemption and I, kill everyone.
0: I, I think we've got to the point now with Manny that someone should, should bell an ambulance for him because he really doesn't He's look not all that looking well. good. He'd be leaning up against the walls. The only way he can breathe. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> you know, look, seriously, I've seen cadavers in better shape.
1: He looks like a skull and crossbones at the best of times, and he's just, just dripping. Oh, it's he's got that that glaze you were talking about, a glaze of sweat. They're mm-hmm. not doing well. There was also been proposed that they're being blasted with bad frequencies. I mean, yeah. of course you are. It couldn't oh, be COVID because. COVID doesn't exist, but it's frequencies, because that makes so much more sense. Simpler explanation.
0: Yeah, so either the frequencies or COVID missed, Joel.
1: Maybe they should wear masks, which they argued
0: don't actually work. They actually Um, discussed that on the
1: video. They said, maybe we should start wearing masks, bro. It's a tough one. It's hilarious.
0: Yeah, infectious disease. And the only way to control it is to restrict human interaction, get vaccinated and quarantine the infectious. But if they said that, where would their wretched movement be?
1: Yeah, that's not good. They'd have
0: to admit, they were. Wrong all along, and give all the money back.
1: They're not going to do that. They're not <laughs> going to do not, that. Not much chance of that happening. So no,
0: they're going with a COVID mist theory and. Possibly Premier Dan sitting in front of a giant console, twiddling with dials and sending out deadly frequencies.
1: I love. i I'm just imagining that is fantastic. He's just sitting there going, "Let's let's give them the yeah, the brown <laughs> let's, note. Let's buckle, let's re- give them the COVID frequency. <laughs> just great. Just great. Yeah. No more no more tasting food for you. How completely <clears throat> ridiculous! Yeah. So the clown's getting sick, but it's going to take one of them to die for anyone to give a fuck. Let's face it. Long COVID will be called like I say burning the candle at both ends oh i've just been working too hard i'm really fatigued no you have long covid and you are fucked coughs will be smokers coughs because they're all fucking smokers they are terrified of the vaccine they think it's a depopulation program and they just chug marlboros like they're going out of fashion (laughs) these fucking morons and of course Anyone hospitalised is almost certainly going to keep it a secret. Despite the fact that being hospitalised is amazing content for anyone on social media, Mm. in their situation, their entire grift is about how COVID is just a cold. So they have to maintain that narrative at all costs.
0: Can't ring the ambos.
1: Anyway, Joel,
0: uh, the Millions March occurred yesterday. How many were there? I've heard 8 billion, which is the total of the world's population. And so...
1: That's feasible. I suppose. That is feasible. That is very feasible. Honestly. Eight billion? Was it eight? I,
0: uh, you know, I, I said anywhere between maybe ten thousand and eight billion.
1: I will get to this, but the actual, like, and this is it's, this is in the, the episode, but I'll give you a bit of a spoiler here. They genuinely all over Telegram. It's eight hundred thousand is the official number from the, these fucking morons. That is the official <laughs> number from these people in <laughs> Melbourne. Eight hundred thousand. That is not even like Man. it's so exaggerated. It almost stops being funny.
0: Electoral politics is going to devastate. Me. (laughs)
1: These (laughs) people. We've got 800,000 votes right there. Yeah, it's just so embarrassing. So So look, yes, another week, another day that ends in Y, another set of protests. I'm so bored of them. I wasn't even really going to cover it, but it's one of those things where I know you guys listen for the protest. I know you guys want to fucking hear it. So whatever, here you go. I didn't even keep much track of it. I once again relied on the great reporting of all these people on Twitter who actually do bother watching these fuckers. Um, It's just tiring. Anyway, the same people who would yell at their TV at 6pm to tell climate protesters, get off the road! They'd honk their horns at them. I'm trying to go home, you fucking bastards! Wishing police (laughs) would just descend upon them in carnage violence. All these unwashed lefties that deserve to die for standing in their way at the shops are now blocking roads and crying about police brutality. Or... (laughs) Just the police looking at them in a way they didn't like. It's That's about mature, all they're so. doing at the moment too, because guess what? There's no lockdown. Like, you're, get- not, you're not getting shot with bullets anymore because you're actually allowed to do this. And now, because Clyde Palmer's all over this, you actually organised, you've got permits and shit, and yet you still fucking whinge. Protests in Sydney and Melbourne were, as usual, the ones to watch. I know you guys all got together elsewhere, but unless Bob Carter says his entire campaign office just died, I don't care. But... I didn't even watch too much of those. And honestly, I'm starting to lose interest. And Tom Tanik, does an amazing job of covering this. Tom just go to him, Taneke. for it. Just go to him for the protest stuff. Chris Carveries was doing his thing, which is kind of nice. He did his charming dork thing where he's like, Ugh, Hey, guys. So he went up to a few people on Pitt Street and asked what they thought of the protesters. And they all said the same thing. Pack of fucking dangerous dickheads.
0: Well, that's actually quite restrained.
1: Yeah. Oh, like, look, these people were, he always went to old ladies and old ladies did did their sort of tut-tut thing, but he didn't exactly go up to anyone who had any sort of fire in their belly, but they just had that sort of angry older lady thing of like, these people are fucking assholes, which I like. (laughs) But. Basically, what it asked me is, well, if you're vaccinated, what do you have to fear from the protesters? What's the issue? Which is a bit of a primary school no-no sort of question. And these are people who are just going shopping on the weekend. They just went to David Jones. They can't cross the street because these cunts are just stopping them from proceeding and they're just running around clearly covered in plague and just generally causing fucking problems. So how so, would you
0: a- how would you answer that, Joe? So how would you answer a Chris Covery's question?
1: Here you go. Children can't be vaccinated and plague rats kill kids. I know they like to deny this, but recently a fucking 10-year-old died from COVID. Do you yep. want that blood on your hands? Oh, sorry. I'll raise that question. You don't actually give a fuck about the children. You just like chanting, save the children, but you're happy to infect them with a fucking disease that might kill them or leave them with crippling, lasting issues. Well, that's one. Yeah. Vaccines are not perfect. Breakthrough infections are a bitch, especially in the older population. The one you were asking, they're the ones who get the breakthrough infections that cause them serious issues. You yeah. still need to not get COVID. And having plague rats around, that's an issue, especially in aged care facilities, which these people believe should have unvaccinated workers running around freely. Come on.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's three.
1: Unvaccinated plague rats cause new variants. That's just the way it is. We've got this new delightful Omicron thing. Where do yeah. you think that came from? They'll argue, 100% they'll argue, that it's vaccinated people causing the, the variant and it's just going to be a back and forth the whole time. Well, but you let's know face they're going
0: to lie about it, but that's absolutely right. The more unvaccinated people you've got, the more likely you <laughs> that you'll get these new variants.
1: Exactly. And let's face it, last but not least, these dickheads are going to clog the health system up once COVID starts running rabid in New South Wales, which is a matter of time once these idiots are allowed back into the general population. Yeah. And these severe cases of preventable COVID are going to stop elective surgeries and they're going to stop these old ladies who just went to Maya from getting their new hip i would rather see them get their new hip than these dickheads spend two weeks in icu hassling Me nurses too. for fucking horse paste so look you get the idea but that being said i will give chris some credit he did ask some anti-vaxxers in the crowd fairly basic questions about whether they should get the jab and move on with their lives and just stuff like that and while these were pretty kid glove questions and i don't blame him like i when what you're not you're not lease sales, but these people live in echo chambers and were consistently shocked by their position being challenged by anyone in the crowd. It was really funny. Apparently, it's for the kids. That was the general answer. They're just obsessed with the kids. I'm doing it for my children. I'm doing it for their freedoms. What does that even fucking mean? There's not. There's just no logic behind any of this. It's just children, and we're supposed to all go, "Yeah, children." Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> there's no logic behind
0: it. But, th- but this is this is the constant cry, right? I mean, this is the we're doing this for the next generation. Yeah,
1: right? but so- it's always their kids too. It's not like the next generation of people <laughs> that they don't know. It's only people like they immediately know in their family because it's all about them. It's very funny. Yeah, I know. So yeah. in yeah. Melbourne, the police estimate was about twenty thousand people, and that's really not bad. It's not as many as it's last week number. by a long stretch. I still think. Think that last week was around 50, other people are saying 100. I just don't believe that. Either way, that's really big, and it was a one week gap. Other people have other shit to do, you know. Fair enough. Now, as we discussed before, it would not be an anti vax protest without wild and hilarious claims about overblown crowd numbers. As I said, the one that I've really latched onto is the 800K one, which is 000. all over RDA, all over the usual places. I didn't actually see too much. It was kind of hard. I checked today. It's really hard to look things up. I was looking up numbers and things. Monica actually went into a helicopter to get accurate numbers for the crowd, but then just basically posted a couple of photos and didn't say anything. You know why? Because it wasn't 800,000. <laughs> you didn't need a helicopter, Monica. All you need is your cooked followers to just randomly say 800,000. Why? I don't know. It just sounds impressive.
0: Well, look, maybe it just, you know, they're getting these big numbers. Perhaps not 800,000, but they're still getting these big numbers because of the big numbers. Another another lovely spring day in Melbourne yesterday. It was gorgeous down there. Much better than Sydney. Sydney is wet and miserable. Springtime. Springtime for Hitler, maybe.
1: It really was. We'll get to the Nazis in a second. Oh, good. So the crowd was suddenly littered with Aboriginal flags. Now they have started this whole disinformation campaign about the NT. I'm hoping that maybe these guys start pointing their infinite amount of spare time toward maybe stopping the indu card. Nah, maybe no, Black no. Lives Matter. You know, They're Black Lives in that. custody. Like, no, no, we're not going to... No, no, no. 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 They don't give a no. fuck about mob issues. This is just pure opportunism from opportunistic parasites. And speaking of parasites... In that 20,000 people was noted neo-Nazi Blair Cottrell and his mates, who who was photographed smiling like an idiot, standing high on a platform, just to make sure that everyone absolutely knew he was there, and we all knew that no one was doing anything to remove him. Despite the fact that, okay, he would take about 15 police to take him out, (laughs) you could at least try. I still have not found a single person in the movement outside of Brennan McKenna, to be fair, who is denouncing Nazi presence of protest. They're just fucking not. They just whinge and cry about being called Nazis. We're not Nazis. They push token ethnics in front of the camera. Look, he's brown. I'm not not trying to kill him. I'm I'm not a Nazi at all. Like, fuck off. Okay, you have a diverse crowd. I get it. It's so diverse that it's got a shitload of Nazis in there who aren't even like secret Nazis. They're Famous Nazis, public Nazis, Yeah, they refuse to denounce well them.
0: Well-known Nazis, yeah.
1: At the end of the day, the Nazis are helping get their message out, and they're getting more recruits, and the yep. movement gives the Nazis a base there for recruitment, which is perfect. It's a symbiotic relationship, which, thanks, Harrow, you clarified that on Twitter for me. Thank you very much. And due to the fact that the movement has no principles past political grifting and grandstanding, hanging out with Nazis actually seems kind of okay. I mean, eh. look, if they eh. do kick Blair and his mates out at the next rally, you know, Neil Erickson, fucking, you know, all those dicks and ask people with anti semitic signs to leave I'll pay it I will we'll give them some respect for that and Tom Tanik, he said something similar but they but it's almost it. too
0: late they never do
1: they never do and I don't think they will and even if they do like it just it just feels like it's like making up for something at this point because it's like, they've had a long time to do this because they've been there for quite some time so Along with being completely okay with Nazis, the peaceful protest movement also brought in the riffraff, which is inevitable in these numbers. The Prime Task Force. What was the task force in New South Wales for the protesters? I can't remember, like Operation Sugar Dick or something? It was really bad. It was just like (laughs) a really shit name. This is the Prime Task Force. The Prime Task Force. sounds way cooler. They are looking into some acts of violence and vandalism from a few scallybags on the day. And look, I I will absolutely admit, Like I say, it is inevitable with a big number you're going to get a few fuckwits. This is not unique to the movement. Any protest with this many people is going to get a few fuckwits. But what is with Melbourne and flares? There was just more flares. It's a weird Melbourne thing. Like you guys go to soccer, flares. You go to a protest, flares. You have a birthday, flares. Imagine gender reveal parties. Like how annoying.
0: Flares, yeah.
1: They even shot one toward cops. What? Don't do that. that. Police don't like that. Police just don't like that. And apparently several cars were damaged. I saw the word destroyed. I reckon that's a bit of an exaggeration because let's face it, what are you going to do, like, punch a car and destroy it? This isn't the bonus level on Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not how it works. You can't destroy a car by just punching it, except on Street Fighter. Yeah, um, but,
0: yeah but why? Why Why punch a car? Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 you know, it's going to be pretty unforgiving on the on the knuckles as well. But, oh, totally, yeah. It's, but, it's, but why are we punching cars? I mean, I, and why are we so angry? that we've got a punchy car.
1: One of them had an extendable baton, which was interesting. So they had an extendable baton, and they were whacking cars with it somehow. And, mm. a pa- and uh, yeah, and like it, nice. it's ridiculous. So my favourite bit, this is my highlights reel here, this from was Melbourne, fun. was later in the day when Jackie Dundee, who is like the massive SovSit law constitutional scholar of the movement, and believe me, <laughs> her, she, she's not... She's trying to do this whole solve law lecture to end up being a very bored crowd. Boring. Occasionally, she would say some sort of keyword to rile up the punters, but even her objectively incorrect and just completely inflammatory interpretation of section 5123a about the conscription of medical workers which is just completely nothing to do with that vaccination it's
0: it's, it's not just not relevant it's not
1: it's been tested in casam and it failed and her bizarre explanation of why the biosecurity act is inconsistent with public health orders under section 109 of the constitution it doesn't cut the mustard with the crowd people on telegram are reporting that huge swathes of the crowd were leaving during her speech because it is objectively boring they're just bored so by the way Talking about boring law lectures, I am going to, in the next couple of weeks, release a deeper dive on lawsuits. I promise I've been this has been in the the, the pipeline forever. I just had to do my actual law school before I can then bore you with my own legal lecture on Peeled lawsuits that haven't gone well. They're very funny, though. The judgments are hilarious.
0: Oh, we know you will. We know you'll get on with that uh, job. But yeah, look, oh, so uh, Jackie Dundee's speech. It was like you know, Collingwood have just hit the front, and a packed MCG was not not hit the front. They've, they've they've hit the front by five or six goals, and just picked <laughs> another one. And everyone's just going, you know what? It's time to go, mm-hmm. and that's what really happened. You just had that sort of, you know, sometimes you do these things by agreement. If one side's four goals in front by the 20-minute mark, we'll just go then yeah, and uh, avoid the traffic. And, yes, um, exactly. Yeah, so I think that's uh, I think what brought Jackie copped at there. She, she, was, she was calling with
1: seven goals in front. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen people stay for less. But meanwhile in Sydney, where
0: there aren't as many nutters, but what they lose in in quantity, they more than make up for in quality, job
1: Yeah, well, to an extent. Sydney kicked off with an interesting welcome to country from a guy who isn't actually from the land he was welcoming. He just glazed past this and just said, I welcome you to the country, and then, like, didn't say anything else. <laughs> he didn't mention these Ewan man doing a welcome on the Eora Nation. I mean, I don't know much about mob matters, and I don't pretend to, and I don't want to... Put that out there. I mean, apparently this is very naughty. Uncle yeah. Mac Harrison, an Aboriginal elder from the South Coast, New South Wales, an IMOP candidate, and a bit of a soft hit. I mean, it's a bit sad. He seems like Please. a genuinely good person who got peeled He was there alongside people in Voice of First Nations T-shirts, which I had to look for, and it turns out it's an astroturf group aligned with the IMOP to push anti-vax sentiment in uh. Aboriginal circles. Thanks, guys. Thanks. You're doing real good work. You just. Yeah. You, You fucking keep that up, you parasites. So, the Aussie Cossack was there, as usual, causing shit in the name of Russia, captured this young woman on film, using her baby as a human shield, as they are wont to do, to a slowly moving police kettle line. And like I said on Twitter... I'm not going to talk about the merits of kettling. Cops do a bit of this, and there might be a reason. I don't yes. know. There's not much context. But there was a police line walking towards a sparse crowd. She basically leaned into the cops with her child in front of her. It usually put the <laughs> child away, but she wasn't interested in that. Turned straight to camera, looked directly into the lens, and cried for help as someone help in camo fatigue for, for some <laughs> weird reason ushered her off
0: help me help me i'm using my child
1: as a barricade help me my child is under threat from my bad parenting so
0: i'm using my child as a bollard
1: if you look at the clip the original clip you can see there is a huge amount of space in the situation and the camo guy that foists her off into the next square meter of spare space of course if you zoom in and you cut that side out. It looks like a really packed crowd with the police pushing toward. Yes. Which the RDA, the Aussie Cossack, and all the rest are pushing as much as possible. This poor mother with her child are being attacked by New South Wales police. They are so fucking lucky they weren't cracking out the pepper spray. And well, let's face the, it, that human a, shield may have been part of the reason why. This this sort of mountain
0: of a man was going hey tut tut hey now come on now oh fellas. this is you terrible know, you know?
1: this is disgraceful this is disgraceful behaviour from the police. He
0: <laughs> wasn't exactly getting stuck. I don't know. I got some worries about his motivations.
1: Yeah, well, he made them very clear on Four Corners and in various articles saying that. The-
0: uh, oh oh yeah, been. those motivations. Yeah, I'm all with that. Yeah, uh, I, I'm just worrying. so. You know, I'm just wondering what sort of a what sort of a, a protester he really is.
1: Yes, he's not a good person at all. No, actually, no. Sorry, uh, Cossack, uh, great person, fantastic. Definitely not dangerous or yeah, scary. We love him at the me. conditional release program. He is our favorite person who will definitely not try and kill us because he's actually <laughs> terrifying. So, aside from that, mere culpa there because I genuinely don't want death threats from someone who's capable of pulling them off. Craig Kelly spoke on the very nice stage they'd made there. It was really quite nice. It was fucking professional, which is believed to be paid for by the UAP. And I don't know that that's hearsay yeah. in exchange that's for the awesome. presence at the rally, basically legitimizing the UAP within the movement, if you pay for a few things and money talks, let's face it, especially with these people, money, money speaks fucking volumes of these people. Yeah, yeah. Romeo George's was MC and he's a pretty good MC. I'll give him that, but he's so full of platitudes about love and light and bullshit. It's all just trite nonsense. This guy doesn't believe a fucking thing of it. He's an angry, angry man at heart, but he is a decent MC. Look, if I have a wedding, if I, if I, yeah, if I ask Liz, yeah. one of the things I'll tell her, will you marry me with Romeo George's as his MC? That'll be the, that'll be the caveat. And if she, well, if put she your says hands no, together, ladies
0: and gentlemen, for well, the happy couple.
1: <laughs> it's not quite how he sounds. And, and now for the best fit, the crowd numbers. Let's face it. The Melbourne ones are really good. I like them, but these are actually quite good as well. This is the obsession of the movement, how many people showed up. It's all that matters. According to police, 9,000. And that sounds about right, yeah, right, just from what I saw. Yeah, right. A little Maybe less 10. than last week at 10. You know, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Organizers right. are saying... 150,000 people. That's just... It's just not... That was like the Iraq War protest, which is famously large, was around 150, I think. I Just yeah. stop doing that. So, and to close the anti update, I want to give a medal to Jackie Lambie for her speech in Parliament for absolutely destroying Pauline Hanson. Done she good, gets it wrong out. sometimes. She gets it right sometimes. This was a good one. And let's face it, I think she's going further and further to the left and I really appreciate her work. She absolutely destroyed this shitty Mantry vaccination bill, which, as at Exposing MB on Twitter showed us, sought to establish a retrospective law which covered the entire field of vaccination, which would last about five seconds in the <laughs> high court. It's just you just you can't do that. You can't manufacture inconsistency. It's a thing. I learned about like a month ago. It just just an idiot. But good on you, Jackers. It's a cracking speech, and we'll put a link to it on the ship posting page because it was fan-bloody-tastic.
0: Yeah, good on her. She went really, really, really hard on Pauline Hanson, and it was just a shame she wasn't there because Pauline, of course, and, and little Malcolm Roberts, tiny little Malcolm, is he there? It's hard to know. Um, they, they're not going into the parliament. They're just sitting watching it on the telly yeah. in Queensland because they're not
1: vaccinated. And it's worth watching the video and not listening to the, uh, the audio because Pauline Hanson, you occasionally see her on the video and it's just her yes. giant, terrifying face on this screen <laughs> looking scowl. like something out of
0: 1984.
1: This, this scare. She's just yeah. a scary person. She's just a scary individual. Um, she really has no soul. Now,
0: Joel, uh, <clears throat> who has turned their toes up uh, and done the right thing for us for our famous last word segment? we
1: Yes, I feel like I'm really on a roll here. I probably should have uh, given you some of these segments, Jack. But, uh, hey, look, you're stuck with me now because we got Twipe next. All right. Our famous last word segment was meant to be a mix of anti-vaxxers dying and also people saying incredibly stupid shit before, you know, something really unpleasant happens to them. Like that idiot who got shot by a projectile by the cops, but it sort of grazed him. And he's like, oh, yeah, shoot me again. And they did. And he just went down like a sack of shit. <laughs> what an idiot. So, Herman Cain has become an icon of the Preventable Death Club and is the namesake of the Herman Cain Award, which is on Reddit, and it displays the post-history of anti-vaxxers who've died from the virus, and then they you know, inevitable yeah. go-fund and- so, not all of it's pleasant, it's, is it? It's not. It's a bit of a cesspool of sort of tactless, sort of, you know, cheerleading for death, to be honest, but... It occasionally shows a shred of sympathy for those who were sucked into this vortex of bullshit and disinformation to, you know, trust their immune systems and then just came out second best because the spike protein is very spiky. But then yes. enter Herman Cain, or of course, exit Herman Cain as the yeah, situation Mike, yeah. may be. Herman Cain shot to fame as a candidate in the 2012 Republican primaries, which was a completely pointless exercise. They were always going to lose. But for people like Cain, it's an amazing way to get instant fame. He yeah. worked in fast food, not Serving fast food, but heading up Burger King and Godfather's Pizza in the States with various roles in government and politics alongside. He was a busy guy. And after his failed candidacy, his speaking fees skyrocketed. It made his money just living off the fame, writing books, doing speaking ter- speaking circuits, and simply being that wacky candidate. You know, like <laughs> they, they do conferences all the time. Republican primaries are an amazing grift if you know how to do it.
0: Well, yeah, it was sort of partially successful. But when he was playing the wacky candidate, of course, there was Donald Trump. Yes. You know, I mean? <laughs> you know
1: it's
0: kind of like you know, there's a demarcation issue here. Yeah, and it's hard to be that So hard. yeah, so uh, so Herman wandered off fairly early
1: on. He did, and look there was also a sex scandal involved in that as well. But Yes, there was, yeah. I mean, he had this insane flat tax plan, which would never have passed the House or the Senate, and he was never gonna get the presidency. He called Uzbekistan. Use Becky Becky Stan Stan. Showing that like, you know, ignorance of foreign affairs is actually a quality asset for a candidate. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. Turned out to be right. I mean, he was just ahead of his time on that one. So one of the last things Kane ever did was his role as co-chairman of Black Voices for Trump in the 2020 campaign. Yep. And Herman Kane died of COVID uh, on July 30th, 2020, age seventy-four. So it has been revealed in the incredibly dramatically titled Betrayal, The Final Act of the Trump Show. And I mean Calm down. Betrayal is in all caps. I mean, just chill. Chill. <laughs> Betrayal. Betrayal. Yeah, like just calm it down. Like, Kane likely caught COVID at a Trump rally in Tulsa, Florida and died nine days after. Ooh, ooh. And the morning of the rally, eight aides tested positive for COVID, including two from the Secret Service. The place was fucking riddled with plague, and everyone was proudly refusing not to wear masks, there including Kane, who tweeted, quote, Masks will not be mandatory for the event, which will be attended by President Trump. In caps, people are fed up. Fed up. And it is not for me to say that if people did wear masks and take basic COVID precautions, that it would have lived.
0: Well, maybe. Look, in true Trumpian fashion, instead of working hard to isolate people and coordinate a COVID response, the order came from campaign leadership to stop testing. To stop testing. Remember that? Yeah, that'll fix it. News of the positive tests are broken, but the show must go on. And one senior staffer said, we killed Herman Cain. And yeah, mate, you probably did.
1: It wasn't just you,
0: though. It was a team effort, including the disinformation peddlers that made an elderly cancer survivor think that going to a plague-ridden political rally without any precautions taken during a fucking pandemic was a good idea. Uh And Kane's Twitter account continued tweeting after his death without an explanation or general courtesy note to explain that it was being managed. And he wasn't tweeting from heaven. You don't get to do that. He continues to peddle COVID disinformation and push the idea that mask mandates are a form of oppression. I mean, it's so awful. Shit is probably what he would have wanted, but it's still so fucking awful.
1: Yeah. I mean, sometimes they want yeah. what they
0: shouldn't. Yeah, anyway, fucking hell. We can't say the people wearing masks around him would have saved him. Yeah. We just can't know that. But I think we can decisively say that not wearing masks did not help. No. He was no. a cancer survivor, just like me. Yep. And these are the exact people COVID precautions are designed to protect. That's it. I don't have to wear a mask around me, but I'll bloody well wear one. Um, look, everyone involved in this whole thing should feel like shit, but as That's Kane's right. Twitter from beyond the grave account shows, and these apparently apparently remorseful staffers show, the people who are operating it, who are almost certainly still peddling the bullshit lie that COVID policies should be opposed at all costs, it's going to take more than the death of an old man to stop this insane partisan pandemic politics in the USA and beyond. Yep. And see you later when your legs get straighter, Hermie, old mates. (laughs) Enjoy the cold embrace of death. Think of it like a long sleep
1: in. That does sound good.
0: But we haven't got time to die or even sleep in. We can sleep when we're dead, just like Herman Cain, but right now we have to take a long, hard look at the busiest man in the known universe, where every week is a Herculean display of productivity, and they only keep getting bigger, especially this. It's the week in Pete (laughs) Evans.
1: It has been a huge in Pete Evans. Huge. So big, in fact, I couldn't possibly keep track of it. It's just it's not a job for one man. It's a job for several. And one not, of those men, not yes. You, not
0: for you. I mean, and, and possibly me too. Together we might make one man
1: job. One Yes, exactly. Yes.
0: Um, but I still don't think we'd be enough. The pair is no. just keeping an eye on Pete. Just how much he gets
1: up to. It takes a village to raise an idiot. So Cam, <laughs> at Cam Lives here on Twitter, has done an amazing job of helping us out here he, does he what actually watches the, the game. shit that Pete pumps out. I mean, I just scrolled through his telegram and hope I find something funny. The real gold is in the podcast and the mm-hmm. vodcast, which I absolutely will not be watching or listening to <laughs> until the Patreon is about 10 times what it is right now. Join the Patreon, tell yeah, your friends. It's a lot I, of time. I, I will, I will. Pete is deeply concerned. Deeply. He has noticed over Uh-oh. the past eighteen months that seventy percent or more of people are overbeast or overweight due to their life choices. Seventy percent? Okay, fair enough. And there it is. It's that old pointy <sighs> finger from old paleo fucking Pete. Yeah, yeah great. You've got a really, really good figure. That's because some people can't afford to just go surfing all day and eat grass-fed salmon at night. But look, it can be fixed. The paleo diet will fix it all, every single bit, all of it. Look, he's got back to
0: the grift that's always worked for him: yeah. fat-shaming people and frowning at them for eating KFC. Yeah, it's the fat bastards who done it, and Peter's coming to kick their comically oversized asses.
1: Yes, seventy percent of people is he's got a bit of a challenge. <laughs> Lucky they get puffed quickly. Better so, Sam. Sadly, they probably aren't subscribers to the Evolve.tv platform, which no, gives a series not. of probably guilt not. trips in audio and video form to anyone who doesn't live the perfect Aryan lifestyle that Pete <laughs> prescribes. Look, if you really want it, you can do it. It's just, you know, it's a it's a triumph of the will, I Ooh, suppose. Yeah. yeah. Now, I can't lie. I've lived a generally low-carb diet for several years now. Blah, blah, keto, blah, blah, whatever. Mm, a lot of the keto job. stuff I've Sense dabbled in to is total horse shit. It's fine. Carbs, whatever. But it's mostly designed to sell you expensive shit. There's so much keto stuff. Scamming out there is ridiculous. We all yeah. make mistakes in that regard, but I do like a generally low carb, paleo sort of style diet, less processed food, blah blah. Right now, I'm eating like a fucking normie. I'm following a CSIRO diet with my lovely partner Liz, who's going to absolutely yell at me when she hears this. I think she can hear you yeah, right now. I'm sure we'll that we see. Make hear this. <laughs> Look, it's different. There's carbs. Yeah, she can't hear me. She just said (laughs) there's actual grains in it. It's something I'm not used to. And once you get used to them, they're not so bad, I guess. I mean, I'm kind of fat, but I was before anyway. And I actually get hungry now, which the keto thing does tend to cut out. But I do feel like less jolted at certain parts of the day. It's almost like three meals a day has some sort of meaning behind it. I don't know. Like, I don't know. The CSIRO, some sort of science. But I do miss the keto lifestyle a little bit since eating grains and carbs. And yes, I know sugars again, demon, demon. I haven't got diabetes or cancer, No signs of the autism spectrum yet. And some might argue this point, but as far as I'm concerned, no ADHD. The sky hasn't fallen since I started eating carbs, Pete. It's fine. (laughs) Pete, let's face it. Your diet doesn't cure things that exist. They cure things you didn't know you had until Pete told you you had them. That's the genius of it, though, Joel. The genius of Pete. It truly is. Like, right now, I am racked with illness, but I don't see them. I'm so used to living at half speed, it's time to go full throttle. Now, for many people, including the 45th president of the United States of America, this can be very easily fixed by habitually taking diet pills and Kitty speed. <laughs> I absolutely will not argue against this strategy. I used to get Dexies at uni, down at Herman's. Mate... They are great. I also yes. tried to buy a bunch you know, of amphetamine-based diet pills online, but bizarrely enough, they didn't arrive. Okay, fine. But in lieu of the <laughs> whole better living through chemistry, it was 250 bucks. <laughs> I'm still really dirty. It's kind of it's because they're pure amphetamine gels. Yeah, I know, but it was going to be great. Anyway, I shouldn't say that on the podcast. But in lieu of the whole better living through chemistry thing, I guess I just should probably cut out the rice and fruit. I need to replace mm. it with liver. Because apparently, according to Pete, eating liver helps the liver. That's just a galaxy <laughs> brain take. And don't stop there, Care Bear. Eat the heart. Why? It helps the heart. How? I have no idea. Yeah. Pete, maybe we should all be just eating dicks. Oh, no no specific reason. (laughs) It's helping my dick. Look, it needs all the help it can get. So look, I don't mind the paleo diet. I've been doing the keto thing for a long time. And if you are epileptic, you suffer from say mitochondrial disorder, various autoimmune disorders or type two diabetes, the ketogenic way of eating is actually medically great. There is science behind this that makes sense. It can really help. There's totally a basis for this, but that's not enough cookbook sold. What's that like five or 10% of the population? That's a tiny market. So Pete has... To expand his horizons to all us boring, typical normies to boost his fucking numbers. Just eat some food, guys. Not too much, as little processed stuff as possible, and you'll be fine. Just never listen to some fuckhead with skin in the game. They want your money, and they're often very good at getting it.
0: Oh, Pete's tremendous. And you have been listening to the Conditional Release Program with your host, Jack the Insider and Joel Hill. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. And if you've enjoyed our bullshit, throw us a five-star review on your podcast app.
1: Jack can be found on Twitter on at Jack the Insider and Joel on at Currency Moses with a K. We set up a Facebook page. You can find fairly easily. There's a shitposting group. Just look up Conditional Release Program shitposting. as one result. Promoting a podcast is easier said than done, and we know you're doing it. Our numbers are going up. We've like quadrupled since we started. It's fantastic. We really appreciate it. But keep going. Yes, the sky please. is the limit And the sky is high And we're more We're about a two-story level At this point Plenty of room
0: And the Patreon is up and running And we ask listeners To consider throwing A few dollars our way Please For as little as five sobs a month You'll have access To all sorts of bonus content And if you give us enough money You can watch us record The damn show True, true uh, And we'll have someone uh, Doing the backstage thing Next week And we promise That if we reach A thousand patrons We'll catch the next flight To South Africa And give you a first Hand trip report of Omicron I'll have a stubby holder So I should be alright Right. I wonder what Biltong <laughs> is like without a sense of taste, Dave. Leathery. Mm. Just pointless. A little bit. Yeah. Wouldn't be yeah. nice. It not be nice. Can't even get the excess salt <laughs> taste on my no. tongue. No. So join up at patreon.com slash the conditional release program.
1: Please do. And finally, all feedback,
0: tips, and death threats should be sent to the conditional release program at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, even if it's simply to spray us with COVID mist, blast us with frequencies, and give us a bit of a cough. Thank fuck COVID doesn't exist, but these frequencies are pretty unpleasant. Better go eat some Shanghai.
1: Yep, it'll help. It'll help. See ya. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Bye.